let's get into it. Um, today, we have the absolute pleasure to chat with Jan, Director of People and Culture at Berlin-based medtech startup, Plus Dental, who are also one of the um, fastest growing startups in Europe. Jan, welcome to the series. Thanks for joining us. Um, how's everything going this morning? Hey Matt, um, thanks, thanks uh, for the quick introduction. Um, I mean, we're also suffering under under the Gmail thing, so uh, <laughs> half of my team can't send mails. And um, yep, so so let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so I'm sure many listening in already know you well, um, but for those who don't, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Um, and kind of your career journey. Have you always been in sort of people and talent operations? Mm. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm, I always kind of um, uh, changed in between consulting and, and people and culture. And um, I would say as many um, 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 of our generation, I was a little bit afraid, especially in Germany, you get a label sticked on your head. So I studied um, labor law psychology at NHR. And uh, if you run out in the world or like that, you will always be the HR kid. So I um, did a lot of internships and consulting and studied uh, two uh, business degrees, solely focused on business, one in general management and, and one in international business. Um, yeah, and then I joined Deutsche Bank in HR. So basically coming back and afterwards, I was thinking like, damn, it's 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 not what I expected to be. It. So I was like a really little piece in the big machine, uh, Deutsche Bank, and then I said, okay, I had my quarter-life crisis, I said, fuck it, and then I tried consulting with KPG. And now I'm back in HR, so yeah, let's see what the next role is. So you have escaped the corporate world. Um, I also worked yeah. at Deutsche Bank at one point in my career, interestingly, Okay. <laughs> before I started recruitment. Um, so now as Director of People and Culture um, at Plus Dental, could you give us a bit of information about the organization, its vision, mission, um, yeah. what values your your team and organization are driven by? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, um, working at Plus Dental, or for me, um, is something really, really special uh, because for the first time in my life, I can um, use the product of the company. Um, and um, I would like to start with a bang because um, what do we do? We do invisible aligners. So, this is an liner, and I'm wearing it right now. Pro and I mean, product placement. <laughs> yeah, product placement. Uh, but to some degree, you can't hear and you can't see it. So the idea is to democratize access to state-of-the-art dental care. And we are starting out with the liners because it's something um, where you have great value in terms of to bring it to consumers, but also to kind of um, look into the whole dentistry. I mean, dentistry is an industry which is um, really old-fashioned, which mm -hmm. is also really driven by a lot of asymmetries. I mean, like when you go to the dentist, in most cases you are in pain, and he tells you, like, at least in Germany, I can put some cement here or some, um, some, some fancy um, stuff, which costs like 80 euros. What do you want? And you'll have, you'll have a drill, a hole in your teeth, you're in pain, and you're like half numb. And then this is, this is the whole thing where, where, where we feel we can change that. So um, to some degree, my, my, my founders are not always super happy about this metaphor because Ryanair has not the best 
brands, but to some degree, <clears throat> carriers like Ryanair democratized flying. And, and, and on the more basic human level, they put more reach mm -hmm. per euro or pound in people's hands. And to some degree, we do the same. I mean, our treatment costs, depending on the complexity, 1,600 to 2,000 euros. If you go to the normal dentist, you pay for four to, to 10,000 euros, depending on the complexity of the case. So um, that is something um, we think where we can um, help people to, to get access to better um, yeah, dentistry. And this is only the first step. I mean, implants is another big thing where, where you are more also, I mean, if you, you could say, Matt, I don't know, I cannot look at your teeth so good, but you could say, <laughs> yeah, they don't bother me. No, they, they look fine, at least what I can see. Um, but um, implants is something where people really have problems. If you don't get an implant, your kind of bone marrow goes back, this kind of stuff. But also, if you go there, you are in pain, and they say, yeah, it costs 6,000 euros. And you sit there like, okay. I mean, how do you shop normally? You would look around. You would look at, like, Amazon reviews and stuff. And with dentistry, you're like the helpless little kid under in pain in a chair. And this is something we feel really passionate about. And this also resonates in our values. Our first value is we put our patients first. And this is something, I mean, there are a lot of DTC aligner companies. But we are fully vertically integrated. So we produce in Berlin, Charlottenburg. We have the treatment planner in-house. We have the dentists in-house. And we really also say no to lots of people. We buy expensively with marketing and then they come and they do the scan and we say hey sorry we really would like to treat you but from a medical perspective we can't do that and this is something which really differentiates us because other um dtc aligner companies we have lots of customers who say yeah you said no to me but now i go to in that random name here and they treat me and we say yeah okay think about that and um, mostly people don't but um I think this is something which really sets us apart. And otherwise, also, um, we have a great team. And personally, for me, which is super interesting, we also have um, the mission to build a great people and culture experience here at PlusDental to be more than just hiring and payroll, which is um, something for scale-ups you get often limited to as an HR person. Cool. And what are the, um, the values um, that underpin your organization? Yes, I said, the first value is um, basically to put our um, patients first. Um, also, um, another value, it's our eighth value, is um, that we act responsibly. And this is something we put our values in our feedback and in our hiring and stuff. And um, then we said, okay, we act responsibly. What does it mean? Do we separate garbage? Or, and we were never always... Um, so keen on putting this into a core set of I give you a one to five rating. But when Corona hit, this value really came to life. And um, there's a stupid saying, um, in treasure, diamonds um, are created. So um, we um, use our 3D printing capacity to print face shields for, for medical staff, for, for clinics, for elderly care home. And uh, all our employees did this on their free time. So basically, we were coming from a two-shift model, and they mm. did night shifts for free. I mean, contributing their time, we contributed to 3D printing, and our um, investors um, paid for the material. So this was a collaborative effort to, to provide um, like the German public with, with the medical supplies which were needed because like, I mean, 
that one. Lots of people looking for masks at some point. Mm -hmm. And toilet paper. Toilet paper we couldn't have. But. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned already that you're you're fortunate that your role is just not about you know hiring and payroll. It'd be really yeah. interesting to get your take on um, how you see your role um, contributing to the organisation achieving um, its mission and vision, but also you know representing and, and living those values. Yeah. Um... I mean, we also have a value which is um, coined, we are better together, and um, the topic of inclusion and diversity get a big boost um, in the Black Lives Matter movement, but we, we have over 40 nationalities, we have people who don't want to be put into male or female, mm -hmm. and um, as a young startup, we, we can really cater to that crowd, and, and I'm super happy that we have this open environment. Um, furthermore, um, to, to go back to the question, I mean, how much hours do you spend at work and how much hours do you see your kids and, and your wife? In my case, I see my coworkers more than my wife. Mm -hmm. um, and normally you put more effort in picking your wives than picking your coworkers, um, <laughs> which I think is good. I mean, don't, don't, don't do it otherwise. I mean, you can combine those two, but this gets tricky otherwise. So, um, but, but still, that means that lots of your wake time is spent at the company and this should be spent in the best possible way. So for our team and my team, the mission is to enable everybody to bring their best self to work, but not to bring the rest home. But <laughs> so also to, to have something you can look forward to and you're not kind of totally fatigued and emotionally tired afterwards. And that's something we are aiming for by... Um, creating a state-of-the-art um, people and culture experience, including feedback, including learning and development, including um, a culture where, which is inclusive and where you can be yourself without stepping on other people's toes. I mean, yeah, being yourself and being authentic without being humble is narcissism. So there have to be boundaries, but yeah, we try to um, dance on that spot. Awesome. And... Um, I think back in May, you guys raised an impressive um, 32 million yeah. euros. Um, I'd be really interested to understand how that investment um, has, I guess, um, been allocated sort of into the, the continued growth of, of the Plus Dental team. Yeah, I mean, when I started in, in 1st of um, January of 2019, we had been 90 people. Mm. And um, what I underestimated is that in a company, in a startup where you have a physical product, like I just illustrated having it in my mouse, the whole scaling thing works differently. If, 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 if we both, you say, okay, at Skate, it's nice, but this young guy was really cool. So we do a podcast company together, okay? then it doesn't matter how many people listen to our podcast. And we don't need to employ one employee per every thousand podcast listener. I mean, to some degree you have because of customer care and stuff, but the link is much weaker than in a physical production. So this is something um, we also use the funding for. So um, we have like one big part of the building, but we are getting two additional parts of the building and we're also taking more than half a million of this money and, and will invest it in, in our space to be also, I mean, going back to having spent your work time wisely to make a place which um, 
it's a good alternative to home office because after Corona, um, we are not there, but then Corona, we learned like home office works. So you also as a company need to look like, how can we make the office more attractive to also get people back? I mean, if you go on TikTok and this meme, like your employer asks you to come back and people are like, well, so um, that's something um, I think you need to have in, in your mind. And, and furthermore, of course, we are growing the team and um, as a startup, you can always deliver um, growth or profitability and growth can be delivered in two ways. Um, so um, you can work on quantitative stuff like just doing more liners in different um, countries. We are going into the Netherlands. We're going. Um, we're already in Spain and UK. Um, we are looking to Sweden. So being the first in Europe is something we are aiming for. But we also go into different direction, more like qualitative growth. Like, hey, how can we do aligners? Um, or how can we cross and upsell? How can we do implants? And to align the business strategy with the people strategy is something which I think my team um, can contribute to the growth. Perfect. So you have to consider uh, physical manufacture and distribution of the product as yeah. well as sort of other yeah. other functions, which you're right, you know, um, a, a typical software organization or e-commerce business or, you know, like you say, a music download organization doesn't have to consider the logistics of that. So, yeah, super yeah. interesting. And I guess over the last sort of three, six, 12 months, have there been any kind of specific... Um, initiatives or, or key focus areas other than mm -hmm. those that you've touched on um, for yeah. the people and culture team at Plus Dental. I know you've mentioned that um, you know, looking into making the office space more attractive and a piece around the values and, and culture of the organization. But yeah, any kind of specific things that you as a team have had to do, one, to embrace that growth or two, to continually improve and, and make sure your function is a, a value yeah. product of the organization. Um, yeah, I mean, basically the next 12 years, uh, 12 months, so 12 years is too long, um, uh, for me coined with two words, this is professionalize and scale. You could also say scale and survive, but um, when you scale an organization, um, you, you, you have different levels. So in the beginning, you have like up to 100 people running headlessly around the founder and that works to some degree, but then you need like a so-called old-school middle management and, and, and startups, those people have sometimes never led before and to help them um, and to also have a strong culture which guides them is really, really important because if, if you, as an example, have never led and I promote you to be the lead podcaster and you now have five podcasters under you and you really like to do a two-hour lunch break and we never explicitly or implicitly discuss the lunch culture here, then your team is very likely to adapt to your style. And then we have the two-hour lunch culture here. I normally eat lonely and, and sad in front of my PC. And <laughs> if I don't talk about that, then, then people say, okay, Jan is always doing that. So maybe I should imitate it if I want to go the next step. And then we have two different cultures, how you do breaks. Um, breaks is not a very invasive topic, so maybe this wouldn't hurt our overall culture so much, but there could be different examples. So um, helping people to grow as leaders is something I think which is super important, mm -hmm. but also um, to look at the processes. I mean, we have won the HR Excellence Award for our feedback process. And, and I'm super proud of that. And I'm super proud of my team to implement all that stuff. But still, maybe it's time to do feedback 2.0. Maybe it's time to look at what you created because 
um, as a startup, what the answers you create are the answers to the complexity which is there. But if your startup grows, the complexity grows. And if you give the same answers, it's like telling my three-year-old that chocolate doesn't exist, which doesn't work anymore because he knows that if I just put stuff away, it still exists. So the complexity of my answer has to tackle the complexity of the problem. And there we basically need to reiterate some processes. Um, and also I would say higher slow and fire fast it's super nice and catchy slogans but most people don't do it mm -hmm. but if you grow really fast and you fuck that up sorry then um you're in big trouble because you have lots of people you think like why is she there like hmm, he's after probation people hmm, that's that's bad <laughs> did anybody think about that and and those art discussions i would really like not to have i would like to have everybody have a fair chance but mm -hmm. after three months you're still not up there. Sorry for my metaphors, but if we are dating for three months, you still put your socks where I tell you you shouldn't put them, and I shouldn't build a house, get children, and marry you, and then complain about the socks. I should either love you with your socks <laughs> or fire you. <laughs> I can safely say I've never heard it put that way. <laughs> and I agree, you know, that scaling of uh, management capability and management culture has a a huge impact on an organization and um, not just for the stress levels of those people that are now in leadership positions but also the career coaching and guidance for the people that report into them as well right um so that makes good sense and for those that don't know the um the feedback award you won for hr excellence could you explain a little bit more about that and perhaps uh, share one or two secrets if you can as to uh, what makes you successful yeah. on that <laughs> Um, first of all, we, we didn't win alone. We went with our um, feedback and engagement provider, which is Leapsum. And um, we basically looked at our company and we said, hey, we need a set of core values. So we um, sit down with the management team and we also sit down with a self-selected group of people. So we basically say, hey, guys, do you want to do the company values? And then you have some who come and some who don't. I mean, to some degree, having a very scientific background, I would also like to include those who don't come. But, I mean, you cannot carry a dog to go hunting. So we were set with those two groups. And um, we looked at different companies. But also we just have, like, random cards, like this intuitive work. Like, how Matt, what do you see if you look at this picture? And then you say, how do you associate this with your work and stuff like that? I mean, it wasn't um, the Wi-Fi password it was um, but but basically um to have an emotional and a cognitive way of coming up with values and those values if you don't put them in practice they will just be on the wall so we say hey um we will use our seven i mean we have eight values we use seven of them and put them in our feedback system and develop a skill catalog based on the values so basically we are better together our seventh value has three skills make work fun, proves to be someone who is who others enjoy working with, celebrates success, is able to recognize, share, and celebrate success, and then a longer one, respect each other and value different perspectives, consistently shows consideration for other people, values, their perspective, regardless of position, status, gender, religion, and sexual orientation. And what I do in our feedback, I would rate you from one to five on those scales. And um, this allows to lift the values, but also to look at performance. I mean, we have a value which is called, um, we focus on results. So if I say, hey, 
Matt is not stepping on any toes, but he's not doing so much. And I could rate you well on the we are better together thing, but still say uh, focus on results. We really have an issue. And with our um, feedback system, we have a 360 degree feedback system where um, if you would be my boss, I would rate you, you would rate me, but you would also see the rating of my peers and the rating of my team. And this for a young startup is something, I mean, I worked at KPMG, I worked at Deutsche Bank, they don't have that. They have feedback, of course, but not in a SaaS system with, with a good UX and stuff like that. So um, this is something why we applied for that award and also won it. I think it's a very um, interesting and important tip there. You know, the having four words stuck on your walls um, is great from a values perspective or maybe more, but going that layer down and understanding what are the, you know, some people use different words here, but skills, behaviors, competencies, all of those things that kind of contribute to demonstrating those values is super important. And when your interview process and sort of employee journey process includes those things and you understand how to assess those things, you're right. It makes an absolute difference. You know, you could have the somebody with the highest output in the organization, um, but they score very poorly on the the behaviors that contribute towards the values. Therefore, they're not going to be successful in the organization. So I think a lot of, I guess my advice as a, a founder is, do that as early as possible and iterate. It may well change, um, but it's a super important thing to have in your organization, not over-index on, on output, but also those um, you know, sort of value-based um, behaviors and competencies as well. So brilliant. Thank you for that, Yam. Um, I'll be honest about it. I mean, that also works. If, if It's this matrix, um, and you can Google that. I didn't come up with it, but I really like it. You have like, um, competence and output on one part, and you have like being nice or being an asshole on the other side. And um, there are corporate structures like consulting or banking where you have lots of competent assholes, but they are honest about that. And that also works because the self-selection and the hiring, like if you say to McKinsey, they, they, they are signaling into the market to be hired the best. Um, are they most social and is this somewhere where you would like to grow old? Yeah, maybe as a partner, golfing with clients. Sorry, I'm touching lots of cliches here. But, but otherwise, um, I think if you're honest about having competent assholes in your company, this can also work. But this, what this feels wrong, if you have like, yeah, we all hug each other and then you see people yelling, your numbers are wrong. So this is something like um, being honest about that. I think that can also work. I mean, we could also create a competent asshole company, but we should then also be honest about that. I had this conversation with someone else previously, maybe on a podcast or maybe just in, in general. And yeah, you know, if your organization says we hire competent assholes, that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. And, you know, to use your, to your example, and if you say you want yeah. competent but super nice people that do this, 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 and this, then so be it. So yeah, absolutely. Understanding who you are and what you want to be um, is a, a really important um, step for any organization. So lots of growth, lots of learning shared already. Um, would you say there are any other kind of big learnings that you've been through in your career from a, a people, talent, culture perspective that you'd like to share with the, the listeners? Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm still since I'm growing up, uh, which is a process which has not ended. Um, I have this naive—I <laughs> have this naive idea of, of a central intelligence. And when I was working at the Deutsche Bank or, or KPMG, then um, I was thinking that, like, yeah, the board of directors will know what they are doing. And if you have somebody with 30 years of experience, he will know what they are doing. But when you are director people and culture of a smaller organization where you can basically oversee everything, you see, like, most people are humans. And um, also like a very experienced uh, C-level who has like 20 years of experience at different startups can't do proper feedback talk. So like assuming just because people are in a certain position, they can do certain things um, and, and that there is a central intelligence governing stuff and you shouldn't poke around. I think this is something where you can really add value like in the director of people and culture and, and position. But also uh, in my team, I have some people who ask really, really critical questions also to hiring managers. Like, have you thought about what you do when you hire this person? Like, because you have all the other persons running around. And I think like, oh, damn, I didn't thought about that. So um, to, to, to be critical um, and stay critical um, is something I think which is super important because if you assume somebody has thought it through, probably not. Because especially in startups, everybody's just trying to survive. So mm -hmm. this is something with which I learned. Yeah. Really good piece of advice. You know, there's, uh, there's empowerment and can often be um, confused with just not looking, <laughs> even yeah. ignoring. Uh, and you're right, you know, people in early stage high growth organizations are often um, managing many, many, many different things and trying to do their best at all of these different things. And um, the role of, of leadership at any level um, to to help support, investigate, partner with, with people that have um, a direct impact on the rest of the organization um, can be hugely powerful, right? People don't know what they don't know. They're all trying their best, um, and to use, to use your phrase, you know, helping them professionalize what they're doing um, in their approach and processes is uh, incredibly valuable. I have a question. I've always worked for, I guess, um, traditional, let's say that, you know, software development organizations where we're either hiring developers or product people or, you know, the kind of the, the typical skill set. Um, you've mentioned yourself, you've got through production, logistics, marketing, you know, business functions as well, I'm sure. How do you go about, one, building a brand that, I guess, talks to all of those different sort of um, audiences and then organizing a team so they can kind of, um, I guess, focus and become expert in these different um, areas and add real value to the organization? I mean... To some degree, we are still working on that. To be also brutally honest, our career page right now is heavily under construction, so there will be a relaunch mm -hmm. shortly, and there we will also focus on two sub-brands. I mean, we are um, uh, on the, we are signaling into the market that we are a med tech company, so med and tech are two sub-groups which we want to cater especially to on this career page. Mm. Um, like for, for production, um, we don't really need uh, to, to signal so much into the market. 
um, what we are trying is um, to to create a different employment environment for, for this kind of low wage labor. I mean, if you go somewhere and you don't speak German in, in Berlin, or then you could work at some restaurant, or you could work in a coffee shop, or you could try to do some gig work on the web, or you could work here at our production and on um, uh, fluctuation in our production is relatively low because like having a production and a startup setup is, is something which is kind of unusual. So there we, we get lots of applications through words of mouth and, um, and the people there are also happy. We also are proud. I mean, this is still something we can improve on, on internal mobility. I mean, if we have over 40 nationalities and we go to France and we say like, hey guys, in production, we have over 60 people there who's from France and would like to rock their own home market and then, then we get some hands up and then that's also something we are we are super happy about but for specific groups like medical talent and tech talent it's not enough to, to be a great employer and, mm -hmm. and do some interesting stuff you really need to kind of translate like our mission and what we do um in, into their um, bubbles because otherwise like a traditional dentist they want to have a dentistry uh, clinic on, on their own and be their own boss and that's kind of it excellent that makes good sense. And I, I like the kind of approach to experience in all functions of the business and trying to not just do what has been done already, um, but push push the boundaries and not just for certain pockets of the organization. So that's a really, um, a really cool approach. Okay, so we are running out of time, although I could talk to you forever. So <laughs> I'm going to jump into... Um, a quick couple of closing questions. Um, sure. And we ask this, these, these closing questions to everybody. So yeah. is there anything that you listen to, watch or read um, for, for inspiration? And that can be either personally or in the, in the business sense. Mm. Um, for reading, I, I would strongly recommend like, um, just also read some 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 off-topic stuff like um, I'm trying to dig myself through um, uh, Kafka right now, which is um, really really hard shit. Um, sorry, but um, it's it's hard. But it's it's better than to read the next coaching book or the next like how to improve yourself book or the next how to be a great leader book because sometimes mm -hmm. I think. Leadership starts with self-leadership and and getting to know yourself is an ever-driving quest and getting like if you get a headache from Kafka then then maybe it triggers some reflection that's at least my doing like I think it's, it's I think it's a little bit self-destruction it's like yeah if you hit your high head against the wall hard enough you start sinking but to some degree I would say yes um as the wall breaks you breaks and maybe it triggers something um and 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 to give some lighter advice on, on podcast um during my father's leave, I have, I have two kids now, I listened to the um, entire history of philosophy by a great professor. Um, he uh, works at the LMU right now, but he comes from Great Britain, so he's also bridging cultures here. <laughs> um, and, and that's super cool to start like with, with the Greek philosophers and stuff and work your way through like modern philosophers. And also um, and look at those concepts because like the concept of um, the stoic concept of um, self-leadership, like we know there's a circle of influence or circle of worries. Those concepts are old and I think it really, really helps. I mean, most stuff and people and culture is um, 
stolen from the military or from marketing <laughs> and not developed here. So, so it always helps to look back and some concepts like if we talk about leadership and then you look at the Roman army, they had one leader and 10 people following. Or if you look at the Mongol army, they had like um, one guy and then three people bunched together. And if one of them ran away, the other two get killed. Great retention tool. I mean, people have thought about it long ago. <laughs> so if we would kill two developers, if one of them left, I mean, we would have zero fluctuation. <laughs> Some some lessons to be learned from from history, some to be left in the past, yeah. I think. <laughs> so what's one um I guess thing, value or phrase that you live by, Jan? Um right now I I really was um like mentally um like enlightened by, by this um little phrase like you bring your best self to work. If you full stop there, that's super attractive. Um but then there's a second saying, you bring your best self to work and the rest goes home. Oh, if you let this sink in and me having now two kids and then I'm at work, I'm not trying to yell at people or decapitate them because I want to leave. And then this costs me lots of energy because maybe I want to decapitate people who leave. So the joke <laughs> is over. But um and then I go home and I really want to decapitate my son because he doesn't want to brush his teeth and to have the same diligence and also professionalism, but also love and emotion at home you bring to work. I think that's um, especially for people who are really driven and also excel at their careers, that they try to look at, at the broader spectrum and, and try to also level that energy a little bit. And this for me is something right now I'm working on because otherwise you are super professional at home and uh, at work and then you go home and just yell at people or stuff. That's, that's not good. And um, also I would say to have a well balanced life and um, yeah, develop also some leadership and coaching skills. Like my son teach me something every time and um, <laughs> Also, lots about leadership. Like, if I say to him, you put your shoes on because we go out, it's the same like I do to an employee. You do this, you do it my way. And to get to the second level, like, have my son understands that if we go out, he should put shoes on and he should put the sandals because it's freaking hot in Berlin, not just winter boots. I mean, this is leadership at its core. Like, he understands why he's doing things and he's doing them on his own. And, um, so there are a lot of transfer roles, but this really got me thinking, like, like, how am I at home and how am I at work and how it does it differ and am I happy with the difference? Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Jan. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you today and getting to know you a bit more. Um, it sounds like yourself and the Plus Dental team have had an exciting journey so far and a very exciting road ahead. Um, there was some really great stuff covered today, which really kind of resonate, resonated with me. Um, and I'm sure our audience too. So thank you very much. And thank you for being so open in your thought and opinion. Mm -hmm.